Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So Joe Jonas uh, is going to end his marriage. We now know that um, it is going to happen. Uh, it will happen imminently. He is going to divorce uh, from Sophie Turner. Yeah, after uh, four years together, and uh, there are some signs that fans have noticed, although fans at least are taking it both ways. They're not sure whether the marriage is over. We're here to tell you. We're sure. Sadly, uh, it is ending. It is weird, I gotta say. It is weird that he's played this kind of hat trick with his ring. I think I get it. I think I know what's happening. Good, please so explain there, this so there were photos, I don't get this. There were photos of Joe last month um, where he's out on a coffee run, um, did not have the ring on. At the time, nobody really noticed anything, but we went back and found this particular photo, and there are some others of him out in public without the ring on. However, this weekend, after we broke the story that they are headed toward divorce, um, he and his brothers, the Jonas Brothers, were performing in Austin, and he was on stage wearing the ring. Explain that to me. Because wasn't ready to talk about, and still isn't ready at this point to talk about what's happening He's in their marriage. He's gonna file right. imminently. But he doesn't wanna talk about it now, and he knows if he goes on stage, the fans were definitely gonna notice that, that he makes wasn't no, wearing the But ring. it makes no sense to me, because if he wasn't wearing it, see, if he was wearing it the whole time, Correct. I would get it. But if he's taken the ring off and it's taking it, on, because we know, it look, off, I mean, what we know is they've been having pr problems for about six months. Right. Um, and even it, though within that time there were public events they went out to together, um, we, and you might have thought that, again, this is the whole thing we say you can't look at something at a photo or even video and go, and, like, and know oh, what's I know either. what's going yeah. on in their, their personal lives. I mean, the way this was described to us is she likes to party a lot and he. He doesn't, and the marriage just wasn't working. So he took the ring off because they were having problems, um, and so by putting it back on, right. all it does then is just create confusion. Because look, if he wasn't gonna get divorced or whatever, I get why he would do it, but he is gonna get divorced, we he know is. that. Right. So why would he put the ring back on? I don't get it. He's not ready to say he's going to He's gonna say it within a day or two. Okay, and so, then, so it'll really be so strange. Now that, so then uh, once he files, if they perform, at, and they will perform at some point after he files, if you see him on stage then with the ring, yes, that would be weird. But Because now we, by filing, you've publicly declared that you are ending your marriage. And this is the same Joe Jonas. Remember when they were younger, they were all about the purity rings, doing things by example, kind of following, following tradition too. So maybe this is like what Charles said. He wants to wait until he's actually filed the documents. He's thought about it. He's like, look, Taking my ring off in the beginning was a little dramatic. Maybe people picked up on those signs, too. I should have been smarter about that. So until I actually file, I'm going to leave this thing on. And we know he's had the kids with him. He's been busy touring. He's been busy traveling. So that probably acted as a distraction. Uh, but now it's kind of real. That part of what you just mentioned about the kids is very interesting. That, yeah. Um, that he is what we're told. He has had the, had the kids for most of the time. Almost all the time for the last three months. And, and the fact that they're on tour and he still has the kids. Now is, she is in London and right. she's, she's shooting something in London. And so you could say, well, if they, they don't want to take the kids overseas, but he's touring and he's been touring. So it's at least in London, they're in one place. Right. Here he's moving all over the place, but he has the kids. That's a sign of something. And we're being told things that we're not gonna get into everything, but it, there's a reason he's had the kids almost all the time. So we don't know if this is acrimonious. I think it's a little acrimonious from what we're hearing. 
Um, but uh, this will be filed imminently. Hey, I'm Trey from Atlanta, Georgia. This is so unfortunate. Um, they look so good together. They look even better together when all the wives are together at the concerts. But Joe is giving mixed signals. Why would he wear the ring one day, not wear it another day, and wear it at the concert? It's just a lot going on. It's just, I don't know. He's giving very much mixed signals. Uh, maybe he can't be this naive to not wear the ring and think we not know. Like, and put the ring on and, oh, they don't know. If he's got the ring off, okay, but then he puts it back on uh, two days, a day before he files for divorce. I mean, I still don't get it, but anyway, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, to another couple, um, the opposite end of the spectrum. So if Joe and Sophie are at the end of their run, uh, Kylie and <laughs> Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet are very much at the beginning of their run because we've known that they've been dating for several months now, but they've always been extremely private. They chose an incredible stage to make their coming out, and that would be Beyonce's birthday, uh, Beyonce's concert here in LA. And they are on all, her birthday. All over each other. Yeah, this, was the, this is the first time we've seen them in public so openly, and they were very much aware of the fact that- Oh my God, not, That all the fans in their section there were noticing this. They had to discuss this, right? They definitely had to, because for the last few months, I mean, we first saw her car entering his property back in April, then they went to get tacos together. They were never seen actually eating the tacos. They were both in like a very heavily tinted car. So them going to the Beyonce show where there was a bunch of celebrities, one of the biggest like concerts we've had in LA since Taylor. And on top of that, they're in the VIP section. So everyone is eyes up there trying to see what celebrities they can see at these concerts. And you have her kissing him, her behind him, them holding hands, them actually engaging in PDA, which is also kind of unlike uh, Kylie yeah, because yeah. she's kind of, she does kind of keep it a little bit private. She holds hands and she hugs and she sometimes does pecs. I mean, when we saw her with Travis Scott, but this is really, really, this is like honeymoon stage for her, for sure. I have a question, Nikki, help me out on this. So Timothy Chalamet is like the object of affection for teenage girls and maybe girls in their 20 and women yeah. in their 20s. So we've seen before, like when somebody dates somebody really famous, they're fa the fans of the person who's really famous gets really pissed. They get pissed off, and they say, "Oh, right. why? Why is he dating her?" Does so Kylie, this a lot with Bieber? Does right. Ky right? Right. Does Kylie get that because all these women are just? clawing after Timothy. I do think that in the beginning, before we actually saw these videos, they were getting a lot of that, where they were like, how did she go from Travis Scott to Timothy? Right. But honestly, like you guys also have to remember, she's 26, he's only 27. They are still young, as well as the fact that this is also a new relationship, and this is the first time a lot of his fans and her fans are seeing them together. And to be honest, I wasn't a fan of this relationship before, but they actually look really into each other. They clearly look into each other. By the way, they weren't the only celebrities at this concert. Oh, it, gosh, was, it, was it was ridiculous. Because it was Beyonce's birthday, special show, and, uh, and everyone figured it would be a special show. Uh, so you can see the um, <laughs> murderer's row of celebs who were there, including all the Jenners, uh, Lauren Sanchez and Jeff Bezos. Of course. Uh, <laughs> they're always there. Uh, you saw Chris Rock, uh, Jennifer Hudson, on and on, I mean, everyone was there, and there was a big surprise. Big surprise. I don't know, do you think Beyonce was surprised as well? Oh, it, this had to be planned. I think this Well, it was definitely planned whether or not Beyonce knew about it, but her people set up someone special to show up and sing her happy birthday.
sorry. This might be the first time in history that Diana Ross has been upstaged by Beyonce's bodysuit, which is what <laughs> drew okay, my attention. Okay, that's, that's fair. That, um, but yes. But you have the legend like Diana Ross come out. I, I, I have to say, day. when you look at those two, there is something spectacular about that. Because look, for people who are maybe a little too young to know, Diana Ross changed music with the Supremes. Mm -hmm. I mean, they broke the color barrier in a big way. They really broke the color barrier. There's no doubt that Beyonce and Destiny's Child know that the Supremes are like... They're the gateway. Right. They're the gateway. Opened the door for them. And they, they really did. And just to see the two... I, I've never really seen the two of them together. And looking at that shot, I don't know, it's pretty amazing so about, to me. What, 80 years of chart dominance? Though. Going back to what Charles said in the beginning, I think Beyonce knew that, you know, she was bringing her, um, Diana Ross out to sing a, a song, and then also she brought out Kendrick Lamar to do a remix of their collab, that they have a song together. But I don't think she knew that they, that Diana was going to sing Happy Birthday to her, because after this, I spoke to some people who were at the show um, in this newsroom, and they were saying that Beyonce was actually really stunned. She was getting really emotional. It looked like she was going to cry because she was not expecting the Happy Birthday from Diana Ross. That's a big deal. So, um, by the way, it was your birthday of the week, and we tried to get Diana Ross, and nobody ever answered. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, do have a, I, I do have my picture of me and the Supremes. Okay, I know. I know. Diana Ross, but I have my picture, so I'm good. <laughs> I am good. Hey, everyone. Ana Braga here from Planet. Wow, what a great event. And Diana Ross, wow, it's unbelievable. So many stars. and uh, But you know what? Uh, I think that Jennifer Hudson should have been on stage too. Uh, I'm biased because uh, after Whitney, she's my favorite. Uh, but it's great to see Beyonce being celebrated. She earned it. She's a queen. Diana Ross is such a queen. I got to say, I love Jennifer Hudson. I love her. But it was important that Diana Ross did this because of what the two stand for, right. I think. This video is crazy. crazy. Gary Busey driving down PCH, which is not uncommon. He lives in the Malibu area. We get a lot of video of him out there. We've never seen video like this. Uh, this from anybody. Yeah, actually, you know, from anybody. From anybody. And even in LA, you would think that this happens more often than not. But we haven't seen it. Um, see it now, folks. Yes, Gary Busey driving down PCH last week when, according to this other motorist, he hit her, hit the back of her car, and kept going. And now, you could so, say, well, it's going to be his word against her word. Uh-uh. She followed him, and she shot video. And you got to watch this, but I am telling you, it amounts to, to me, as much as an absolute confession. It doesn't matter. That's not how this works. You hit my car. You have scuffs all over your car. Progressive insurance. I want your, I want the number. I want the information. No, no. Sir, you I'm hit private. my car. I'm private. It doesn't matter. You hit me. You hit my car. No, you rear-ended me. You can't hit someone and then leave. Yo, that's not okay. What the? You can't hit someone and then just leave. Well, apparently, yeah, apparently he did. <laughs> apparently you and can. And she now has filed a police report. Hit and run is a crime. You, mm -hmm. If you get in an accident that causes death, injury, or property damage, and there's property damage there, you have to stop and exchange information. 
The confession that I was talking about, when he says progressive, progressive insurance, insurance, to me, it's as, it's, it's as much as a confession. Well, so I'm curious, do you think this woman has more of a case because she was able to catch the confrontation on video instead of she just was able to report it to the police without the video? Oh. Well, there are two things going on, yes. One is that in, it, you know, if she sues or if the insurance covers it, that video is gonna be used to prove that he hit her car. And by the way, yeah. if it's a rear end collision, the presumption is he's at fault. I mean, I, I wish we could have gotten her on, but even Flo would look at that and go, yeah, yeah, we got to I was thinking that too. Flo was like, yeah, all right, all right, we got to write the check on this I was, one. I was thinking uh, that too. But the other thing is that the police are going to look at this, and this is evidence. I mean, a hit yeah. and run is a crime, and it can be punished, it can be actually a misdemeanor or a felony in California, but I mean. Depends on how much damage is done. Right, right? But, but he. He is as much as admitted that he did it when progressive insurance. I'm not going to tell you anything else. It's private. It seemed to me like it's almost like he was trying to get away before. He, I, Gary Busey's probably in, her, in his head thinking, if she realizes who I am and that I'm a celebrity, that she's going to think she's going to get a lot more money. And it's like he's trying to get away before. Yeah. Or before she went, hey, aren't you Gary Busey? He's just like, I'm private. Or he and, just and, didn't want to deal with it and just figured, I'm just going to blow this off. But, sounds like he was at least going to tell his insurance company, but. That wouldn't help. Didn't Gary. sound like that to but me. But if he was, that wouldn't help because you don't have her information to pay. That's right. I mean, he, make he, the payment. He, so he wasn't going to tell his insurance company. He was just blowing her off saying progressive insurance. By saying that again, I think that's a confession. Yeah, it's your boy Spoon from Cincinnati. We're talking about Gary Busey and his hit and run. Now, he was really out there, you know, running away from her. He wasn't trying to fess up to what he did. But this is Gary Busey we're talking about, man. He's almost 80 years old. The dude's been unhinged like the entire time that we've known about him. So this isn't out of, you know, out of his realm. Also, we got to talk about old people driving, man. Like this guy, he needs to go take his driving test. Who knows how many people he's bumping into and scraping into out here. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there on the PCH doing the same stuff, man. It's a very dangerous road. You got to play it safe. Yeah. Hold your role on that thing with you. On the older people. <laughs> okay. We are going to move yes, on. Yes, uh, to what you have to say is a huge victory for Kevin Costner. It is a huge uh, victory. When you remember that his estranged wife, Christine Baumgartner, wanted for more than $250,000. $248,000 a month. Yeah. In child support. And by the way, she said... That was lowballing it. She right. said that it should actually be higher, but she was asking for 248. So she presented her evidence of why she thinks that number it should be that number. There was Kevin presented there, his. There was a trial on Thursday and Friday. Right. And the judge came back with a decision. It's got to have Kevin Costner smiling because the number is now set at $63,000 a month. Which is exactly what Kevin Costner said all along with his lawyer, Laura Wasser, that that's what he should be paying. He has been paying child support, but that's the exact amount that Kevin said he should be paying. This was a 100% win for Kevin Costner. Yeah, th this was a huge victory for, for Kevin in court. Obviously, he had been paying temporary amount of 129000 until they figured this out. So to see that slashed more than in half and end up at the number that Kevin actually wanted is just a full victory. And he was on the stand. He was obviously very, very persuasive about where he's at in his career, where uh, how much money he made on Yellowstone, but he's no longer on Yellowstone. And I think ultimately that was pretty persuasive to the judge and Christine, who had said, I need this kind of house, I need these kind of vacations, obviously didn't win the day in the judge's mind. Well, and what's, what I find really interesting and even important about this is her argument was, 
My children are used to a certain lifestyle. They don't fly commercial. They want houses by the ocean and all this. And the judge really just didn't buy that. Yeah. That Kevin Costner is making, I think, he's, I think he made $14 million for three seasons on Yellowstone. And so he's rolling in money. But the judge didn't say that translates into giving, duplicating the lifestyle right. that Kevin can afford to her. And I thought that was a really significant ruling. Yeah, that it doesn't have to be identical. I mean, I, I think there is something where the judge would say, yes, the kids have to live in a certain Well, you know what she level. said about the house. Right, that the house that she's renting, which she just moved into on Friday, said doesn't have, doesn't have an ocean view. I can't walk to the beach. Yeah, and look, Kevin got on the stand and said, the house is different, but it's really nice house. I thought he played that sort of perfectly. He, he wasn't going to lie on the stand and say it's exactly the same beach house, but he said, this is a beautiful house and actually has some amenities that my beach compound doesn't have. So he was sort of very sort of transparent about what was going on, the kind of home she'd be staying in. And I think that was ultimately persuasive. Yo, what's up, Charles Harvey? This is Chris Green here. I'm out in Florida. Listen, um... It's called child support for a reason. It's about supporting the child. Like, I don't think, it sounds like they're underneath teenagers, they're younger. They don't need a, the beach house and all that. Listen, 63K a month for, I think it's three kids that he has. That's more than enough. If you can't take care of those kids with that amount of money um, per month for however long until they're 18, then you're not managing your funds. It sounds like they pretty much want to, or she pretty much wants to have it for her and go out and take care of her lifestyle, her thing. And it's, well, that's not what that's about Kevin said. And to that point, uh, they played into that by submitting bills for child support that included a lot of money for plastic surgery, which has nothing to do with child support. Yeah. Well, Christmas has come early for uh, several huge artists uh, for Bad Boy Records. And Diddy is playing Santa Claus because he has given them back their publishing rights on some of their huge hits uh, from years ago that still get a lot of airplay. But because they didn't have the publishing rights, they weren't making the money off of this. So this, the question is why? So people like Faith Evans, uh, Biggie's estate, uh, the guys in 112, Mace. Uh, Mace, very famously, uh, has been complaining about this for years. And Diddy has always just kind of been silent about it and said, this is the way it is. You guys signed these contracts. Um, but he has decided to give them back their publishing rights which obviously is a huge windfall for those artists, uh, for their estates, in the case of Biggie. I want to get back to the why thing, but why? we'll get into yes, it. Yes, because there are reports that Diddy turned down a huge offer, talking nine figures for the publishing rights to uh, the Bad Boy catalog, or at least a part of the Bad Boy catalog. Instead, he's handed it back to them. So one of the benefactors of this, um, you know him from 112. I have so many songs singing in my head right now. But joining us right now is one of the members of 112, the lead singer, Marvin Skandrick, better known as Slim. Welcome to TMZ Live and congratulations. Hey, Slim. What's going on? How y'all doing? We're good. So congratulations for sure. But what, what prompted this? Because what I'm thinking is that, you know, Taylor Swift kind of started this thing and uh, there was a lot of heat put on- I will on say, I gotta say for Mace's benefit, even before Taylor Swift was complaining, Mace was complaining about this Fair enough. bad boy. But it really became a Certainly, big public yes. issue with Taylor Swift. So why do you think Diddy did this? I, I tell you what, um, I can't really speak for everybody else, you know what I'm saying? But um, I can speak for myself, you know. Um, that was a conversation, you know, and I, I would say with, with myself, Puff, you know, our team. And, um, you know, he, he basically kept his word. 
that this was a conversation years ago. And um, I see that, um, you know, I see that everybody, you know, uh, everybody's pretty much keeping their word. You know what I'm saying? And he kept his word. You know, so big shout out to Diddy. Tell us about this conversation with Diddy and about keeping his word. Had you been told all along that once you reach a certain point, is it a certain number of years that he was going to do this? And, and what, what is that number that you were told years ago? I think it was a very more cordial type of conversation. I pretty much uh, very well, I, we know how the deal is structured. After a certain amount of years, you know, um, you're going to get back your rights anyway. I think it's like 27 or to 30 years, something like that, whatever. Right. So, you know, we've been doing this for a very good while. And um, so basically, you know, uh, of course, I didn't you know our conversation or my team's conversation is not like that with Puff. It's more like a family type situation. It was basically like, hey, look, hey, this we're trying to do certain things with our uh, publishing or whatever, you know. And it was like a real cordial kind of conversation. He was just like, hey, at a, a very short amount of time, you know, and you're definitely gonna, you know, gonna get back to publishing. Slim, was this case of Diddy basically just doing it a few years sooner than it normally would have, or is this just what your contract said when you would get the publishing rights? As far as the publishing, I didn't know exactly when, but you know what I'm saying? I did know that that was on his mind. You know what I'm saying? Because he he was openly, he he basically made a promise, and now you all are hearing. Because if you read the paperwork, it said, 2021. So then you can tell exactly when I had this conversation with him. It was around that time. Okay. So Diddy has his love album coming out. It's an R&B album, all R&B. And most people would hope that he's going to go out and you know do some shows, some live shows to support this album. Would he bring along? Have you had a conversation about 112 coming along maybe as an opening act, maybe performing some of the songs with him? Is that something in the works? Well, yes, we have. De I've definitely had a conversation, like I said, directly with him. So there, it looks like there are some things in the works. So I don't know exactly what the, what's going on in his genius mind of his or what, what he has, you know, uh, with Love Records, you know, because Bad Boy is one, and now Love Records is, he, he, he has this another entity, you know. I kind of question, I, I asked him, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, you, I mean, you have an error and you know what I'm saying? Nobody could take the back, you know, and he has a personal drive, I guess. You know, he has this personal drive for the culture. And that's really why he's doing it, because he doesn't have anything else to prove. But I can't wait to hear the music myself. I may or may not be on the album, you know what I'm saying, myself. <laughs> we'll see when the, when the final edit comes out. But so it sounds like we'll you at see, least you know, recorded man, some stuff. Something's, you did yeah. something for sure. All right. Well, it's yeah. congratulations, Listen, congrats, really. That's man. fantastic. Oh, yeah, man. But, but I mean, this right here, this is, this is definitely, uh, it adds on to the legacy. And this is more for my, my kids and my grandkids. You know what I'm saying? Which I'm about to be a, a grandfather for the well, first congrats, time. Man. Congrats on that. Uh -huh. You got a lot of, so, yeah, a lot so of stuff I, going on. Yeah, hey. this is a, yeah, this is amazing. It's a blessing, man. Excellent. Slim, Thanks congrats on everything. And um, I have a feeling we're going to see you on stage soon. Yes, sir. I can't wait to see you all, <laughs> man. Thank you all so much. Thanks. All right. Thanks, man. I will say. It is very interesting. And. You know, so, Diddy has said that he wants this to be the new model. But, the but, thi we'll but here's the thing about this. And, 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 and I think that this is worrisome for young artists. Mm -hmm. If these record companies aren't incentivized because they, incentivized they, they, support they, they spend a lot of money on groups marketing. that don't work out. Yeah. And the only way that it works when they do work out is to own the, what they've owned. Right. If you take that away, what's the incentive to do this? And that's the problem. Right. I think that's the issue.
Welcome back to TMZ Live. Should Elvis Presley be canceled um, over one part of his history in particular? It seemed to be what Priscilla Presley was dancing around this weekend at the Venice Film Festival, uh, where the movie that is basically tells her and Elvis's story from her perspective, Priscilla, um, was screened over the weekend. This and is the movie that Sofia Coppola mm -hmm. produced. It's about their life, the love life of Elvis Presley and Priscilla. Right, and the fact that, for those who don't know, when they met in Germany, she, she was, was 14. Just 14, so that clearly was something that Priscilla had in mind when she started talking about her relationship this weekend. Here's what she said did not happen according to Priscilla. Elvis would pour his heart out to me in every way in Germany. His fears, his hopes, the loss of his mother, which he never ever got over. Even though I was 14, I was actually a little bit older in, in life, not in numbers. And um, that was the attraction. And you know, people think, oh, it was sex, it was this, not at all. I never had sex with him. He was very kind, very soft, very loving, but he also respected the fact I was only 14 years old. He was the love of my life. So she never said when they did. Yeah, obviously they did. Right, but she never, <laughs> um, said, she never said when, which right. is kind of interesting. I don't know she if they- She clearly must have still been a teenager. I mean, she was having sleepovers at his house when she was 17, so he would have been 26, 27 then, so. Probably still something a little statutory maybe happen on, happening there, but. Certainly something that if it happened today, and that's the part that she's not talking about, is that it is a much, much different time. And not to say that anybody back then would have been fine with him having sex with a 14-year-old, but let's, we've talked about this, like there were countless songs, hit songs, about 16-year-old Young girls. girl, the Beatles, yes. she was just 17, you mm -hmm. know what I mean. Yep. There are like a lot of songs like that. Eric, I think you could probably name 20 oh, of them. I mean, almost every early rock song. I, I think all girls just died at 16 or 17 because you never hear about right. anybody older than that getting a song written about them back you're then. You're 16, but. you're beautiful, beautiful you're right. mine. Ah. Hit song. Um, huge hit song. It's, it's nice of her to say this, maybe that clears some people's consciences, but I, does this really move the needle for anybody? I think people who love Elvis have long ago Are reconciled this yeah. and don't care about it, and clearly they did love each other. And people who think he's kind of a scummy groomer probably still think that, so I don't know this changes much for a lot of people. Can I ask you something? I haven't heard that. I mean, you You've know, never heard that? The, the, the drum Criticism? beat like with Michael Jackson, I've never heard that with Elvis regarding Priscilla. Honestly, there are a lot of people who, who say that they think that's just kind of racist, that people will call out a lot of black artists who are doing things like that, like Chuck Berry or yeah. Michael Jackson, things like that. But Elvis, people, like, particularly white people, tend to put him on a pedestal and forgive anything. It's really interesting. I think there's a point to that. But I, I honestly, I don't remember hearing that drum beat You for probably Elvis. didn't back then. No, but even, but even now, even though, you know, people have kind of revisited things. Uh -huh. I haven't heard it about Elvis at all. Oh, you should have seen Twitter when uh, that movie came out last year. People still remember it. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. John, I'm calling from Chester, Pennsylvania. And I just think, like, American knows Elvis, man. He's an icon. Like, and everybody knows him. He's a gentleman. But actually, when it comes down to whether he had sex at the age of 14 with her, like, she clearly said that they didn't. So I believe her. Oh, like, you know, I, I, like, I, I believe her, you know, too. The question is, when was did it they? 15? Was it 16? Was it 17? She never really said. Right. And it would be relevant. It's just interesting they didn't even ask that.
if they're going to go down that road, yeah. why didn't they complete? Well, it almost seemed like she was offering it up, like maybe, and I don't know what was the question put to her. but And maybe this, this doesn't make it legal or right, but doesn't also kind of seem like to some people, like Elvis was sort of childlike himself, especially in those early days. He well, you can make the same argument about Michael Jackson. You can make and, the same and argument. A lot of people, sure. did. And people, people have made that argument about Michael Jackson. So maybe people think it seems less creepy to them, like he just found someone he could relate to. I. I'm not, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah. As he backs away. <laughs> not me, not me. I'm backing away, I'm backing away from that. <laughs> okay, we're gonna move on. Yes, uh, to Tom Brady's love life. Um, when last we saw him in any romantic setting, he was with Arena Shake. But since then, uh, that was when they got together back in July. That went to Tom's place here in uh, the LA area. They were definitely dating. Yeah. Um, but, but then, then we thought, maybe not, because we got these pictures, remember? Actually, she posted them, Marina posted them, when she and Bradley were on vacation with their child, and she's posing on a rock topless. He's laying there and shirtless. And she posted that <laughs> shirtless posted photo this. of him. And it's a sexy shot. I mean, there's no way of describing it otherwise. So and everybody thought that maybe Tom she's back with Right. Bradley Cooper. And you thought Tom Brady was out, but as we know from football, never ever count Tom Brady out. But that's just not the case. We have spoken <laughs> to uh, multiple people who are direct in the know, and they have said that Tom and Irina are still dating each other. Obviously, um, answers a lot of questions. I mean, I thought it was interesting, too, the fact that Brady is okay with Irina, because a lot of people thought that Bradley took the pictures of Irina where she's topless covering her, yeah. her breasts there. And maybe he did. But these people are very adamant that uh, Tom and Irina are going strong a couple months later. Yeah, it's, I, I gotta say, I'm still perplexed by the photos that she posted. Mm -hmm. Because, look, she's a model. She knows what sexy is. She knows posing. And when you look at her there, juxtaposed with his pictures, I, I mean... You know what this says to me? It's easy to connect the dots. I, and I, we don't know exactly the conversation she had with Tom, but what it says to me is Tom was very progressive guy when it comes to relationships. Well, or there's, nothing, and going on, right, or there's and, nothing going on there. Right, and obviously believed her and said, didn't care what, he doesn't care what people are gonna think, which we all did when we saw the photos she posted, and he's like, no, that's fine. And it may just be that we were all wrong About in trying what to connect those, those dots, even though it Sure seemed that way. <laughs> from to Virginia. And one thing about Tom Brady is he has elite level confidence. Do you think he's going to be threatened by Bradley Cooper with his shirt off? He's been around naked dudes in the locker room for over 20 years of his career. Tom Brady is not worried about Bradley Cooper at all or in one second. You know, so I just think he's, I think he's all good to go. Bradley Cooper did have a child with the arena and they were together. So maybe he's not worried. But it might. But have, there but was it, an attraction. It might have been a buzzkill if they were, if the two hey, of them were. Hey, Brady's still... fine with it. Then we okay. all got to move on. Okay. Well, Woody Allen weighing in on international soccer is not something I ever thought I would hear, but but uh, he did. It happened this weekend. He was at the Venice Film Festival, um, and the topic of cancel culture again came up uh, with Woody Allen, just as it did with Priscilla Presley earlier, um, and. Specifically, he was asked about the Spanish coach and executive over Spain's uh, soccer federation. Remember, that after kiss. the World Cup victory, that uh, executive got a lot of trouble. I think he was suspended from his position because he kissed uh, the player on the lips. She had said not necessarily something she was into, but she didn't make a big deal about it. 
others did. Others did. Others did. And the coach of that Spanish team was actually fired today uh, because he was defending the executive and there were some other issues with him, but he's been fired. So here's what Woody Allen thinks about all of this over a kiss. Because um, to him, a kiss is just a kiss. He says, he didn't even kiss her in a dark alley. He wasn't raping her. It was only a kiss and it was a friend. What's wrong with that? It's not like he murdered someone, but they suspended him from his position. He could even lose everything. He did something incorrect, but it wasn't like he burnt a school down. So in other words, what, and you know, some of this is generational. And I think we do need to talk about this. It is generational, but I think also the messenger matters here, right? Because there've been so many questions and this has been a topic around Woody Allen himself. But these are allegations Woody Allen has vehemently denied. Absolutely. But the, I think that's why the messenger matters here because yes, there are people who believe Woody Allen when he denies it and there are a lot of people who don't believe it. But I also him. think he was prompted, he was asked these questions. He didn't just say, oh, I want to talk about women's soccer. <laughs> but he obviously had thought about it because... Oh no, clearly he thought about it. Right. So I just want to say First of all, that quote is like very bad. Like, ah, oh, come on, it's not like you raped or anything. It's, that is awful. It's just such an awful sentiment. And yes, to Charles's point, the messenger absolutely matters here. He's been accused of heinous things, which he's denied, but heinous things nonetheless. Uh, so the messenger matters here. He sounds tone deaf, and he went on to c discuss cancel culture even further. And he kind of said, ah, it's silly. I don't even know what canceling canceled means. Yes, you do, bro. You didn't make a movie in America. You, this movie of his that he was promoting in Venice was released, he, he made it in France and it got released in Europe. It's not getting distribution here in America. And we can argue all day about what cancel actually means, but when you lose your livelihood or when you lose your ability, at least in part, to do to do what you wanna do to make money, which he has, that's what canceled is. So he definitely knows what canceled is. He has been canceled in my opinion. Well, it, and, and I think to some extent he has been, but there's also a backlash over this that there are so, ma so many people getting canceled for so many things. Mm -hmm. And I'm not weighing in even on that kiss right. because I don't know enough about it other than the guy says, yeah, she's a friend and everything else. And she said I was uncomfortable with that and I get it. But you know, asking Woody Allen that question, baiting him with that, you know you're gonna get that answer. They definitely baited him. It's weird that he took the bait and leaned into it so hard. Hello, my name is Torrin Walker. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. And Woody Allen is the absolute last person who should be even having an opinion on this. You could say that he was baited into this conversation, but knowing his history as far as like the allegations and knowing that he would be a lightning rod for people who are already pressed about things like harassment and these sorts of things, he should have learned enough about his, from his past experiences to know that it's okay to say no comment. And unsolved, this is going to put another light on the idea of sexual harassment in the workplace, not, uh, just, not just in entertainment. Okay. Uh, all right. We are going to move on. Yeah, I got to show you, uh, I think, the coolest video we got all weekend. Um, all right, maybe I'm a little biased, but I went bungee jumping, and it was just something I never thought I'd ever do, so I'm just going to show you. Oh, is that what we're doing? Right now? And the audio, is, there is audio, so don't act like I'm trying to hide my screams. Uh, <laughs> but uh, 250 feet over the bridge to nowhere. I it's cannot, just outside L.A. here. I cannot believe you did and I actually did it.
and they said he wouldn't do it. In oh, fact, God. I said I wouldn't do it up to about 10 minutes before I jumped. Um, I was terrified. But I will say, shout out to Bungie Americas, the company that runs this. They made me feel so secure about how safe How does that make you feel is? secure? Because there are so many bungees there. They're like, even if one failed, like five bungees would have to fail and another backup system. I knew I wasn't going to die. And so I just relaxed and it actually felt very peaceful for about two seconds. And then you're suddenly yanked back up very violently. That part there I did not like. So now that let me show you fun. some video of me walking on the beach this weekend. <laughs> That's about as adventurous as I got. <laughs> well, Kanye West is going to have to find a new way to get around uh, Venice when he's over there. Because he flunked his oral exam. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Uh, you remember the photos of Kanye with his butt hanging out last week when he was in Venice? He and Bianca, his wife, were on a water taxi. Well, that water taxi company has now said they have banned Kanye and Bianca from ever riding on their boats again. So we don't know precisely what was going on there, but the water taxi company seems to think there were shenanigans. And not more just, than just his butt not hanging just out. his butt crack. Right. It's um, more about what was happening around the front. We don't know, but that's what they think. Right. And so... And this was a rumor when people saw the images here, a lot of people assumed that there was, as you say, some shenanigans going on around the front, and that's why his pants were hanging down. But they say they can't use their water taxi anymore, which I think is ridiculous. I mean, it is so ridiculous. It's so... Like, it's, it's like one water taxi company. I mean, seriously. It's just about clout and attention. I mean, obviously, yeah. it, like, there was no need for them to come out. The, the world wasn't wondering whether or not Bianca <laughs> and uh, Kanye could ride the water taxi. Just if they tried to go on again, just say, hey, you're not welcome here. You didn't need to put out, like, an international press release. <laughs> well, there are, there are other water taxis around, by the way. I right. mean, well, I'm several sure Harvey would be very happy to have Kanye West ride aboard one of their boats. Can I tell you what I think is Shenan going on? Shenanigans no, or not. I, I have a theory about this. My theory is this, that the captain there may have gotten in a little bit of trouble if they really believe what they think was going on in that boat. Because go back to the video, Randy. right? If right, you right, look, right. There's, actually look at, turns there's, around a, at a there's a restaurant right there. Uh -huh. And so they may have taken some heat for it. But, and this <laughs> the is, captain turns around and is looking right out. So <laughs> anyway, I guess they're going to swim across now. I'm Kim in St. Louis, and you've got to pay the consequences of your actions no matter what. And this case is no different from what I can see. So for them to be banned is a rightful punishment to me. And hopefully going forward, they'll be more mindful of where they're feeling a little frisky. Or they're just in love. <laughs> Okay, what else? Moves you. what else you guys want to talk about? Hi, I'm Polly, and I'm from Argentina. So I think that Joe and Sophie's divorce is a big shock to everyone, but I also think that if they've been having problems for a while now, it's probably for the best. Yeah, and their kids are young enough that, you know, it, 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 I think it must be tougher when they're five, six, seven, eight, something yes, like that. Yes, because then they've had a conscious th time with you. Right, and these are one and three-year-olds, yeah. so. One more. Hey, what's up? It's Brandon from Toronto. And in regards to... Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet. Honestly, I'm more concerned about what Travis has to say because if you think about it, on his latest album, Utopia, he did reference Timothy Chalamet's Willy Wonka along the lines of, go find a flame as hotter as me, bitch. So <laughs> I know he's been bringing into this whole thing and I'm wondering what he has to say about all this in regards to two of them. Well, I, I, think, I wonder I if think he was Travis actually Scott at, was there. That's what I'm wondering if he was, because I would imagine he, he was there. Everybody was. We got, we got, um, somebody wrote in and said that they, they saw, saw him there. there. We haven't seen proof of it, and but. They somehow vaguely interacted. That Travis, that, yeah. 
but we don't, haven't seen proof that he actually interacted. Right. Uh, it does seem like he was there, though. It's got to hurt a little bit. Uh, definitely, especially with that kind of PDA going on. Right. This might be the most chill birthday celebration we've ever seen Cardi B and Offset plan. You know that they do these over-the-top celebrations for themselves, for their kids. Uh, very expensive. They were kind of egalitarian here. Yeah. Uh, for Wave's birthday, they went to Disneyland. Um, which just seems like a very it's sort a of normal thing to do, right? Mellow. Not to say that it's cheap, but relative to what they normally do. Oh, it's a bargain. Are you <laughs> it's kidding a me? huge bargain. You know what I just thought about? What? Your, when, when you got banned from going on No, I didn't get banned. I got, I just wasn't tall enough tall at the enough. time. Right. But no, I, would, I was banned. just thinking, I went there when it was like, it opened like six months before, and it was like $5 or something. It was like $5. <laughs> and you got like A, B, C, D, and E tickets. And E was like the Matterhorn. And it was like, oh yeah, an E ticket. That's, that was what everybody coveted. Because <laughs> there were only like four or five rides. That's it. Got, by the way, I'm, Super old. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>